February 1st, 1974, a letter to the people of San Diego by Charles David. Recently, I found out that someone of you has asked the city council to do something about all the homosexuals in Balboa Park. I am a homosexual who visits the park quite often. I say that there is already too much being done. The implication of the request to the city council is that homosexuals should not be in Balboa Park. Why? If you say that homosexuals go there to meet, so do heterosexuals. If you say they, they go there to get it on, so do heterosexuals. If you say that homosexuals are there only for that purpose, I say from experience, that's not so. Their purposes and motives are as varied as those of the heterosexuals. Let us assume that homosexual citizens find the park a good place to meet others like themselves. What harm is that? They aren't wolves, nor any more predatory than heterosexuals. If you tell me that you see them going in and out of the bushes, so what? If you sputter at my refusal to accept what your purient mind imagines, let me hasten to tell you that my healthy, clean mind imagines the same thing. And so what? Are the people going in and out of the bushes to be condemned for doing something that you cannot see? And if you say that you have seen them, what were you doing in the bushes? Trying to see them, perhaps? Maybe upholding the law? Doing your part as a citizen to impose your sexual standards, your code of behavior on others? Is this your right when you seek out this offense? The benches, the lawns, the restrooms of Balboa Parks and other city parks are occasionally the sites of sexual expression that is patently offensive and sometimes criminally violent. But no citizen need condone this type of behavior. But in judging what is patently offensive, be sure that you apply the same standards to manifestations of homosexuality as you do to heterosexuality. Make no assumptions about the pair of men coming in and out of the bushes than you do about the man and woman coming out of the bushes. This injunction applies to all, especially your representatives, the police, who are often the focus of your intolerance. On the night of January 5th, 1974, I was walking in Balboa Park, alone, walking, looking over the people who were also walking. Suddenly a light was shown in my face. I looked at it while it studied me. It was from a distance. When it went out, I could have hidden, but I didn't. I continued walking. 100 feet further, I was whistled at by the officer who held the light and told to come to where he was in the road. I did, and there I found two officers standing outside a patrol car. A voice from inside the car said, They're all over the place down here. We're here too early. I was asked to show my ID. I waited in silence while it was checked by radio. Meanwhile, the other patrol car drove off. When my ID was returned, I asked why I had been detained. Was there some special danger? Some nearby crime? Something I had done? Officer James E. Messenger, number 1099, at first responded with an incredulous what to my question. But upon my repeating it, he said that he had been told to check my ID by the officer in the car that had driven off. I protested that I had been well seen, had not run, and such. Officer Messenger said, the other officer must have thought I was doing something unlawful. That was his best explanation, and a little sheepish at that. Without putting down Officer Messenger, who may have been following orders and is new on the force, and who is perfectly correct and even friendly, it was plain I was stopped simply because I was where I was at the time I was. This was confirmed by the comments I overheard from the officer who drove off. Is this not an abuse of my rights? Is it not prejudicial law enforcement? There is no curfew law for adults in the park. There is no reason why there should not be walkers and even tristers. Who is it harming?
when is there harm in the park? It does not come from gay people. It comes from drunks and people high on dope and an occasional pathologue. On January 12th, a week following the above events, two guys were high-tripping it around the park for almost an hour during the mid-evening. They stopped near me, accused me of being a narc, threw a fist at me, and roared off with squealing rubber. Then they assaulted a man and left him bleeding in the temple in another section of the park. The danger, it would appear, is to gay people, not from them. The complaint to the city council would no doubt like to see gay people kept out of the park. I wonder whether he or she feels that keeping such as the two violent ones above out of the park is perhaps not more important. I have long advocated police foot patrol for Balboa Park. It would help prevent both public sexual access and violent crime. But such a patrol must be educated to control their prejudices, for they will see comings and goings from the woods and bushes. Just as we have tried to teach our police to deal reasonably with racial and religious minorities, so we can expose them to a brief training course on what it means to be gay in this society. I volunteer to do that teaching. In any case, the idea that society must regulate consenting sexual expression must die. It is an idea that no person who wants maximum freedom can support. Some of your best friends may be gay or have had homosexual experiences. How can their private activity be of any threat to you, providing that they neither seduce someone too young to understand nor use force of any kind? Most of the holy writ of the world tells us not to judge each other. You have no right to judge your friend or me. No officer has any right to keep me in the park or anywhere without giving me good reason. That I am a homosexual in the park at night is not a good reason. Unless we apply the rule of law to people determined to compensate for their prejudice, you will keep your freedom and I will never gain mine. Charles David